0: Lord, we thank you for everyone that's here this morning. We ask that you will be in our hearts, Lord, as we are encouraged today and yet corrected. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come into your house, into your presence, to glean from the word of God this morning. May our hearts be filled with understanding as we give you praise when we leave this place. We thank you for our guests. We thank you for our family that's gathered here to reignite love for you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. amen. I'm I'm glad to see you guys this morning. Welcome to Reignite Church. I'm Pastor Marshall. I'm glad you guys are here. And if y'all could smile to your left and smile to your right, could y'all do that for me? You can't be stuck up. You can't be saved and stuck up. So could you smile to your left and smile to your right? All right. All right. Good stuff. Even the baby's smiling. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good to see you all this morning. We are in a vision series. Everybody say vision series. series. Yes. We're in a vision series called what? Disruptive Disruptive faith. Faith. A.W. Tozer said what disruptive faith is, is expecting God to interrupt our lives. That's what disruptive faith. I'm going to rewind the track disruptive faith is expecting god to interrupt our lives and so if you if you're a christian if you love god if you believe god god is going to do some things that, the bible says that a man plans his way but the lord directs his steps so so we we, we may for example we, we may come into the auditorium we call this sanctuary we we may come into the sanctuary but there's different doors to enter in right so you can be in the right place but god will interrupt you to te- to tell you which door to come into. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So in this vision series, what is a vision series, Pastor? Vision, vision casting is what we do for the house. When we're casting vision, it's casting vision for our house, for our community. So what we're doing in this six weeks, this is week three, we're casting vision for us. Okay? As a community. So we talked about um, rebranding. We're we're in this season. We start off this year with a fast, and we're talking about rebranding, and so we're changing our colors and our flags, and we're going to post all that stuff out on Easter. We got some stuff that came in. We had another church that gifted us with with, um, some some resources, and so we thank God for that. and there's a lot going on and I can't share everything with you guys but I'm excited about it. And so we're we're going to cast vision in this series. So when we're talking about disruptive faith, this is this is what we're asking God. We're asking God through vision casting to disrupt and interrupt our faith in order for us to grow. We're asking God to disrupt and interrupt our church so that we can impact community, inside community, you know, as we and thank you guys for bringing stuff today. Thank you for the first Sunday of the month, bringing the food and the, um, the drinks for the kids. We, we found out that this house, this school is one of three shelters, and we have a homeless population here at the school. We have like nine families of kids that don't eat. And yet, we have a family that brings food together, and we bring uh, non-perishable lunch items on the first Sunday. And, and also, I found out there's two families that come during the week to get what we bring on Sunday. And y'all bring enough to last for the whole month. And so we're, we're talking about uh, disrupting faith in, inside the community and outside the community. Amen? Amen? Amen. But that's not all God disrupts. That's not all he disrupts. This morning, the Lord wants to disrupt the thoughts that we have with a proverb. He wants to interrupt our thoughts with a proverb. This is critical. The proverb, a, a proverb works by making a comparison. It makes a comparison and it leaves it to the reader to work out how it applies to different situations in our lives. That's what a proverb does. It's wisdom literature. It's the wisdom of God. And so if you'll meet me in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, it'll be on the screen. We're, we're going to be speaking from the New Living Translation, the NLT. Is that all right? Okay. From the, from the NLT, it'll be on the screen. The Bible says, this, this, you may be familiar with this. Y'all may have even quoted this but not really have unpacked what it means. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. I told you a proverb takes a comparison, amen? amen. And so I wanna to talk to you this morning about disrupted connections. Disruptive connections, but I want to use for a subject, hashtag disruptive cuts. Disruptive cuts. That's where we're going this morning. Last year, Tiffany Tiffany spoke for me, for us, for uh, Mother's Day, right? Y'all remember that? Some of you were here? Tiffany spoke for Mother's Day. And she did such a good job. She's such a good speaker. When I grow up, I want to be like Tiffany. Uh, she, she's, uh, she's so impactful. We'll go to marriage retreats and, and we'll, we'll speak in marriage venues because uh, that's our passion, to talk to couples. And, and I'll speak for the first couple of sessions and then Tiffany will speak and everybody starts crying. And, and you know, she wrecks the place. I'm like, God uses this girl. But anyway, last week, uh, last year, she spoke for Mother's Day and it was a, it was a phenomenal talk. But she said something that stayed with me. For the whole year. Sometimes you'll have a word from God that will stay with you, right? That that will just stick in your spirit and, and, and you can't shake it. She said, oftentimes when sharing God's word with people, whether it comes from a podium or a person, they end up with cuts. Ho Ho-ho. ho ho ho. Ho-ho-ho. But it's up to the individual if the cut is an irritation or irreversible. (laughs) Let me help you with that. Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, right? Can we put that on the screen? The word of God is alive and powerful, It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Hebrews 4.12, that's what it does. The Bible is a book of encouragement, but the Bible is also a book about cuts and correction. Oh, man. Can he he cut me and I still be okay? Can can he use a friend to sharpen me and I still be at my best? Oh, man. The Bible is about encouragement and correction. This is for the person next to you. I'm I'm not speaking to you. I may be looking at you, but I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to the person next to you. What makes you, what makes you, the person next to you, what makes you impatient with people? What makes you kind of intolerant of people when they get on your last nerve? um, What makes you impatient with them is some people only uh, are are encouraged with a paper cut. That paper cut doesn't do much. While other people are encouraged or corrected with an amputation. Pastor preacher pastor I will I'm trying to do the best I can the difference is the cut the the cut makes the difference that's why we're so impatient we're we're like why don't they change I know this cut them but it was a paper cut it wasn't the amputation sometimes God's got to cut he's got to saw some things off of you he's got to saw some people out of your life and sometimes he'll use you to do it I'll speak to myself, and I'll read the word, and I'll speak to myself, and God's like, what are you doing about that? (laughs) Jeez, Lord, you ain't gonna cut my tongue out. (coughs) Man, a paper cut is an irritation, but you can go on being the same. Yeah, yeah, Shannon. You can go on being the same with a paper cut. You you just irritate it, wrap it up, and you can do all that you normally do. But an amputation, when when you get an amputation, things are different. And people notice that you're different. See, see when, 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 God, when God wants to amputate something, if he's going to amputate a leg, your gait is all different. And everybody notices. If he's going to amputate your arm, your, 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 giving, your giving and receiving is totally different. Amen? So, Is is he giving you paper cuts this morning? Or is he amputating things in your life? Disruptive faith, disruptive cuts. Oh, man. Proverbs is a book of wisdom literature, church, family. And wisdom literature gives us access to the wisdom of God. It gives us access to the wisdom of God on our daily lives if you want it. If you want it, I'm here to help. As Steve Harvey say, I'm here to help. Family, there are no healthy friendships without cuts. I, I want to help somebody. I don't know who this is for this morning. There are no healthy friendships without cuts. Mm. But there's a difference between a laceration <laughs> and an incision. I'm going in this morning. I'm going in this morning. Lord, I think I, I'm going to do the best I can. Holy Spirit, help me. A laceration is an open wound caused by a trauma to the skin. It can look like anything. as your skin busts open? A, a laceration is? Uh, but, but an incision is a clean cut. It's a clean cut used by a sharp object. And the Bible is said to be a, the sharpest of objects. The difference between a laceration and an incision is the cut, the clean cut, heals faster, oh my gosh, and sometimes God will do an incision on your heart, he'll do an incision on your friendships, he'll do an incision in your social media, so you won't talk the same, he'll do an incision, because your fingers, you, you're, missing the, you're missing a, 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 a joint, <laughs> he'll do an incision, and it make you think, you know, I, I need to, I need to be a little nicer, I, I, I need to I need to be a little nicer on my social media. I may need to be a little friendlier when I'm, when I'm asking for stuff. I always got my hand out because I'm reminded of that incision. One heals faster than the other. What Solomon was saying through the wisdom literature that God had provided was that healthy friendships cause clean cuts. And my prayer is that we become friends in the church, that we become friends in the church because people are looking at the church and, they, and they're turned off. I've done so much reading in my doctoral dissertation and preparation to be a, a, a doctor of the church, to have my scalpel and, and have my... my uh, that's a scope and say, God, this is what we need to do to fix the church, to fix the body, to fix the community that I'm assigned. I've done so much, but so many people are messing up what the physician, the great physician is trying to do because they're looking at the church and they don't see you smiling. And they don't see you friendly. And they don't see you loving on each other. The friend, the, the, the friend that you choose to have should give you clean cuts that heal. If they're not giving clean cuts that heal, they're giving you lacerations. And those may have to be cut out of your life. Right. There's a lot at stake when people view the church. Amen. There's a lot at stake. We're just talking about our vision, our vision for Reignite. We're, we want to be a friendly church. You can't be a loving church unless, if you're not first friendly, That's right? right? Okay, I got my boots on, so I may step on some toes this morning. (laughs) Friends, if you would allow God's word surgical access to your body this morning, the number one thing that he would surgically remove, I'm speaking for him, the number one thing he would surgically remove from your life is pride. Yeah, yeah, because pride keeps many of us from allowing people in. So 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 moments are missed when God is speaking through others because of our pride. We we don't need nobody. We don't we don't need to talk to nobody. Our pride. We don't need to gather and then scatter and gather in groups again. I'm good. I I'll, I'll, I'll show up just when service starts. Because I'm going in. This is vision for the house. Cuz I don't need nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. But that's not what God. Jesus didn't come down. God didn't bankrupt heaven. Send Jesus down, wrapped him up in the flesh, and go to the cross, and then bring him back to heaven so you could just be all about yourself. We're made for others, so we have to be friendly. Pride. Pride is, it gets in the way. Pride also keeps us from doing what needs to be done, because it considers only what's in it for me. <laughs> I hope you love me at the end of this. Do you know that the best way to measure how great a friend you are, I'm just talking about friendships, disruptive cuts, right? Do you know the best way to measure what kind of friend you are, what kind of value you'll have in your relationships? It's, It's your ability to pull out of somebody else what they can't see for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and 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 you don't miss anything by, by, by doing that, by pulling and, and 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 reaching in, because the other side of that is while you're pulling things out of them that they can't see for themselves, God is He's allowing people to be gifted by your gift. So He's you're pulling out and He's also providing through your gift. And so there and therefore, you know, I'm counseling. When I when I worked in a psych hospital. Years ago, when I worked in a psych hospital, um, I didn't know that I would be good in counseling. But it was working in that extreme environment that I found out, man, I'm pretty good at this counseling thing. And all I was doing was trying to pull out of those teenagers, those adults, what they couldn't see, that they can do it. You can be medicated, but yet you can do this. You can do this when you leave because you won't always be here. And then then later on in my relationships with my friends, I found out that in pulling things out of them, I found out, man, I'm an encourager. So when God called me to preach, he kind of already had preordained what was in me for me to see it myself. And the same will work for you. As you pull things out of people, as you pull, God will perfect. Oh, man, as you pull, God will perfect your gift. And allow you to see, man, Marshall, I didn't know I could do this. So I want you to understand that. Hurt me or whatever, but I want you to understand something. You might have came for worship. But what God has in mind for you is better than that. Because we're better together. Red, yellow, black, and white. We're better together. I'm going to learn something from you. And you're going to learn something from me. And we're going to learn something from each other. So in Luke 10, we see Jesus with 70 of his disciples, and he places them. He, pla- he commissions them to go out, and he tells the 70, I want you to go out two by two. They could have went one at a time, but why did he send them out two by two? He sent them out two by two because one is going to be down. One day it's going to be raining, and one's not going to feel like getting out of bed. And he's going to, hey, hey send a text and say, hey, you want to meet me over there? Hey, we're going to the gym together today, right? You know, some, this, we're better together. When I'm down, you got to be up, when you're, when you're, and vice versa. We're better together. So Jesus sent out two before the, to the places only where he would go, the scripture says in Luke 10, Luke 10, 1, I believe it is. It says that he sent his disciples out to the places that he would go. And all we're doing, all the disciples were doing was preparing the way. And, and what we're doing at Reignite Church is we're, we're preparing hearts, we're preparing the way. So when we have conversations with people, Jesus will later come, his spirit will later come and he will find fertile ground because we've already done the work two by two. And we find out that we're better together. James Anderson noted this. He, he noted seven signs of a true friend are good communication. This is one of the first signs of a friend that you communicate well. And we have to communicate well together. Amen? Amen. Um, partners with your problem. Having partners with our problem mean that we have to, you have to see beyond my smile to see my pain sometimes. A good friend knows when you're going through something. I, I can look at you and tell. If we are in a close relationship, I can tell if things are kind of off. You may be smiling. A smile on my face. But you'll know, man, he, he's struggling. He's struggling today. Pastor, pastor's off. Pastor may not be feeling good. Yeah. A good relationship is based on give and take that considers one another. Friendships take time, but friendships, but friends also make time. I said friendships take time, but friendships, uh, friends also make time. And so whether it's convenient or not, there must be a high priority on staying in touch. We have to keep that in mind. Friends believe in each other. They can feel your pain without an explanation. And they cheer you along because they're loyal. Man, can I see some loyal people? I, I, I don't want to see you today and then I'll see you again in June. You know, we, we're rebranding and we're going to have our new colors and flags out and everything on Easter. You know, we're going to just use our old stuff until, until then. But if I see you today, I don't want to wait until... Easter to see you, to the summer. Be loyal to Jesus, not to me. Be loyal. Friends have an unconditional acceptance. You see my warts in all sorts. Unconditional. Unconditional. Acceptance. And then you love me where I am. And we grow together from there, man. If we would just love people where they are, and then grow together from there—not not change them, not change them—I'm just love love you where you are, and then let's let's walk this out. Everybody say walk it out, walk it out, walk it out. <laughs> and then walk it out. And finally, number, number seven—not finally of the sermon—I got so much more for you. Unlike casual friends, real friends listen carefully. Um, they don't need to give advice, but they are a go-to resource. They don't need to give advice, but they are a go-to resource. Um, do, I, do I have the freedom? When, when I look back at some of my closest friends, I, I, this is what I found. Um, because I've been, I've been called to preach for a while. I've, I've been in front of people. Um, speaking Sunday school and different things for a while um, my closest friends as, as I thought about the prepar- preparation for this message my closest friends that I've really cherished have always been people that allow me to be Marshall and not just their pastor can, can, can I be me and then preach on Sunday do I have to wear my suit I got a closet full of them you know and be this holy thing can I be Marshall and still be your pastor? I mean, when you go to Walmart, when you see me, I'm still I'm what you see here today, but I'm saying, but when I, when I, can I let my hair down? Maria, when Tiffany's get her nails done at your shop, can I just be silly and be myself? And then Sunday, you can still say, "That's my pastor." <laughs> Those are the kind of friendships that meant the most. I don't have to be something I'm not. And I don't expect you to be something you're not. If I see you in Walmart, I'm expecting you to, well, if you're not smiling, I'm just going to walk by you. And <laughs> no, you, won't, you know I won't, Tim. I'm going to be like, hey! Remember you saw a couple of people in the Walmart, and we were like, yo! They were like, oh, my gosh, like, that's our pastor. Um, no one should come to church alone, folks. No one should come alone, family. Um, and stay alone, okay? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you may come alone but you shouldn't stay alone. We're a family. I'm gonna push you. I told you in this series I'm gonna push you because this series is for us. This is, this is our coming out party. And we're going to disrupt some things in our hearts and in our, in our lives, in our families, in our homes. We, what do we say we want to see 100 families impacted more this year for the, for the, love, for the love of God? We want, we want to see healthy families that we have already grow and get stronger. And, and, and then we want, to, we want to rebrand ourselves and do some things for the Lord. And we said, Lord, your will. What's our motto for this year? Lord, your will. That's our prayer. Lord, your will. Nothing more, nothing less. And nothing else. And that covers everything. That covers everything. If, you have another, if you've never prayed anything, you can pray that. Right. And, and above all things, you probably should pray that. Lord, your will for my life. Nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. Because if he gives you anything more, it's, it's going to distract you. If he gives you less, it's, it's going to discourage you. God knows just how much pain to put in the process of your life and just how much pleasure to keep you focused. That's for free. That wasn't in my notes. Here's some pastoral advice. If you want to keep friends, baby, you got to be friendly. I said, if you want to keep friends, you got to be friendly. Can't be fake frenemies. If you want to... <laughs> I'm going to take some water on that note. You, you, you got to be You got to be friendly. That's the way to keep friends. So a question on the floor is, what type of friend do you want to be? I, I, I want to be balanced, and so I, I, I want to give you the, uh, the other side of the coin here. Um, you, you cannot be besties, but that's not what Pastor's saying. I'm not saying you've got to be besties with everybody. I'm not saying that, because that's not biblical. You're not, everybody's not going to be your best friend. Um, But friendships will either build up or break down. Everybody say build up up. or break down. down. God gives you the discernment to figure out which one is going on. Amen. Amen. What the deal is. Um, And so we have to understand um, the Bible tells us what type of friend not to befriend. In Proverbs 22, verse 24 through 22, I believe it will be on the screen. Proverbs twenty-two, twenty-four. 24, it says, Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. Woo! I need to read that again because it may be you don't befriend angry people or associate with hot tempered people or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul some of you have people in your life you need to cut out that's just real because you know she's always angry he's always got an attitude i had a situation with a friend of mine um i had known this guy for like 15 years We met in the Navy and we've been friends for a while. We've been through some stuff. We shared some stuff. Y'all ever had a a person that you shared some stuff with and he threw it back on you? You know, I'm like, I'm sharing with you and you're going to throw it up. Anyway, I went there for a second. Um, So I was sharing some stuff with this guy and and everything. But this was the kind of friend. I wish I would have saw this verse years ago. I didn't learn this until after him. Um, But we were friends for like 15 years. And he was the kind of guy that he would get mad at the littlest things. The things I would do, or things that I was, or, or, or how I was supposed to be to him, because sometimes people have in mind what they think you should be to them. <laughs> and so he would every now and then send me a letter, or, or back then it was an email, the email was big. Uh, and <laughs> well, dating myself. So he, would send, he sent me this email, you know, and he just, painting the room blue i'm reading the email and i'm like blue screen of death what in the world i'm reading this thing but this was the third time this is the third strike where he had went off on me for something i didn't even do you know I, i'm willing to step back and punt if i made a mistake and i got to start over again but at that time the wisdom of god said let it go it's ended cut him off and so he reached back to me after i had cut him off i was telling tiffany Tiffany was like hey he had posted a note, he had came by my house and posted a sticky note on my door. This is my new number, call me sometime. And I, I crumbled it, threw it away. Tiffany's like, you're not gonna call? I said, no, I'm done. I'm done. It was 15 years, but it wasn't healthy years. Can't take credit for this, uh, a preacher said this. I can't remember which one, I got it from somewhere. You know, your sermons are usually a, a compilation of all kinds of different stuff, resources and everything. But one preacher said this. He said, people come into your lives like milk with an expiration date. And when you allow them to stay too long, they funk up the whole place. And so you have to understand, who's milk? I'm letting them stay too long because things are starting to stink. (laughs) But here's a shameless plug. Y'all know what's coming. You can find a friend here. How we form, how we formed, how we form our friends here at Reignite is by gathering on Sunday and then scattering through the week. How do we scatter? We scatter into groups. Reignite Church has regroups. Shameless plug. Our groups go from the fall right before up to the holidays. Because I'm trying to manage you and not burn people out. And then our groups skip from the holidays, and we go from the, 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 the sometime in January through, like, May-ish. And then we take a break for the summer. So we have that spring. And so we have, like, semesters, like college. We have our semesters, again, because I'm trying to manage you. So our, our next regroup starts the first week of April, April 1st, my birthday. <coughs> so we're going to shake it up. And God's placed on my heart to do a uh, i believe it's a six week six week study called red letter challenge red letter challenge and the red letter challenge is when you know how you when you open your bible you see the red letters of things that who said jesus. things that jesus said those are all the things but have you ever decided to read all the things that jesus said i mean you'll be a diff- you'll be a different kind of christian if you just did the things that jesus said and so, you know, we, we see all kinds of challenges out there, right? You know, all kinds of challenges. Are, are y'all? Okay, okay. This, this is yes, Pastor. You see all kinds of challenges out there. So we're going to take the red letter challenge, and we're going to do that for six weeks. What we do is we, we have hosts, people that decide to volunteer to host in their homes. Um, what we have as a resource. We have this, this, this uh, video tool called Right Now Media, where we... Send out an email once we have your email contact. We send out an email for everybody to watch the same video. Sometimes it's like 10, 12 minutes. In this case, that's what it is, 8 to 10 minutes or so. Um, You watch this video, and then when we meet during the week for whoever's hosting the group in their home or whoever is hosting the group like I did at IHOP, I went to the manager of IHOP and I said, Hey, um, I go to a church where they meet for groups, and we're supposed to ask, we're supposed to ask, we have permission to meet here to do group in, in your establishment and the, the manager's like oh of course so my first group was in IHOP everybody didn't have to order anything you get a glass of water or something so we and what we do is the, the host you don't have to teach you just have to host you have to be the site the email contact to say this is where group's going to go but yet we've watched that video that week y'all follow me and and yet we have something to talk about you know, what did you think about the video? Oh, this is something that was interesting to me. or, or And so we just discuss, and usually it's around snacks or fellowship, and we take turns sometimes if we have it in the home, bringing stuff. Shameless plug, regroup start. I need you to go out there and sign up to host a group. That's the best way to be friendly here. Because we don't have enough time on Sundays. We don't have enough time in our worship experience to get to know each other. Because we're serving, and we're mobile, so we're setting up and tearing down And and we don't have enough time to get to know each other, but man, some of the the sweetest stuff comes out of groups when we get to sharing, you know, get to eating some pizza and talking about scripture and life, Um, we're better together. So the Red Letter Challenge is our next group. But here's what I want you to do before we leave this place. Write this down, put it in your phone, Put it on social media. Let them know that you believe. This is what I want you to do with all that being said about friends and disruptive cuts. Don't put your faith in others liking you. Put your faith in you liking them. Mhm. Because that's what we mess up. Don't put your faith... And others liking you. Put your faith in you liking them. Because that's the only thing you can control. Friendships, and then our friendships should impact, as we're closing it out, our friendships should impact others for the good, as I said already. I'm reminded um, of one particular friend of ours because she has blessed our lives, and and many of you as friends have blessed our lives, but this one particular friend, um, we have been sharing and complaining about how we're trying to eat better and um, come up with new menus, especially the first of the year. You're trying to come up with new menus after we fasted for 21 days as a church, but we came up with, you know, we try to come up with these new menus, but Tiffany and I always fail. And then we found out through complaining to our friend, uh, a friend of ours, that this is the reason why you're failing. Um, So we would meet at at her house, their house, and, and we would come up with different things, and we found out, man, you know, th- she's got everything over here. She's got the measuring stuff, she's got a lettuce thing where you po- rinse the lettuce off, you put it in the, con- the colander, and you, you spin the thing around and I'm used to shaking my lettuce and after, I wipe, after I rinse it all, but I'm like, man, I don't, now I'm gonna have to get my cabinets wet. You know, she, there's a thing, you know, she's got these, all these different measuring things, and she has the sharpest knives and I found out that what we were doing wrong, when it comes to new, uh, new meals and preparation, sharp knives are important. Can I get a witness? And so our motivation to eat better and to, to, to do things, uh, to prepare meals, we needed, we needed some tools. So our friend gifted us this past Christmas with some, with some tools, some measuring cups and And some different things and and we took it upon ourselves to buy some new knives that impressed her. But the gift came with some lecture. (laughs) She gifted us, but she gave us a lecture. See, sometimes she'll cut, people will cut you, but it was a clean cut, it was a healing cut. And now she's impressed with our knife collection because I have this little magnet thing where I can stick my knives on, you know, and I have a little knife sharpener, automatic. You know, so I don't have to squish my, my tomatoes and stuff just, now, nah, I got tomato sauce instead of <laughs> tomato slices. So the knife makes the difference. Um, but that's what friends are for. Life is better together because relationships are educational in themselves. Amen. You know Jesus <clears throat> Jesus is called master y'all know that he's also called lord yeah yeah another name for Jesus is called savior but he's also called friend he's also called friend and uh before we can ever be a friend to God oh uh, uh, let me say that with correction before we can ever be a friend for God we have to be first a friend to God God has gave me some amazing friends along the way and maybe you have had some amazing friends along the way some friends that blessed you church, I want to let you know that no one has been a better friend to you, can be a better friend to you, than Jesus. Because he's the only one that's 24-7. The Bible says that he'll stick closer than a brother. Jesus will. Jesus has done some stuff in my life that, that I can't even explain. He's, he's provided some things for me, some tools, some things that I didn't even know I needed. Jesus has. Man. Someone said, the greatest gift of life... Shannon, would you come up here? No, 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 never mind. Marco, could you come up here? The greatest gift of life is friendship. And Jesus gave his life to be the best friend that you'll ever have. But it comes with cuts. It comes with cuts. See... Jesus doesn't want to, Can I see your finger, bro. He doesn't want to just take this Band-Aid. Take care of you. Worship. Worship. That's how you worship? Two Two hands. Yes, yes. You worship with both hands up. People may not notice the cut. People may not notice the change. People may not notice the difference but Jesus will cut. How will you allow the cut? Sometimes he doesn't want to give you just a little cut.
1: Sometimes Jesus
0: will amputate. And when you amputate somebody, you have to understand that this is something that's done where everyone takes notice. And when you're worshiping and you're serving and you're going around, you see that things are a little bit different. You start to wonder, how how did you get through that? People start to wonder, "What, what was happening in your life that you got that? It's a reminder to you what he's done and how he's healed oh, Jesus wants to be your friend, but his friendship comes with disruptive cuts. Amen. Thank you, bro. Would you stand? I wonder, with every head looking up and every eye open, I wonder how many of you have just allowed him Band-Aid your situation Mm -hmm. I have I have I ain't gonna lie I have How many of you need Every eye open How many of you need We're were just among friends How many of you need an amputation Man I I did I'm I'm not gonna lie I couldn't start this church Until he cut off A limb difference what you see now here? He cut. He cut. And so if you bow your head and you close your eyes, if you raise your hand to to say that, Lord, I want you to amputate some things in my life, I'm going to challenge you to come down amongst friends and pray to your Lord and Savior and accept what he wants to do, what he wants to cut, what he envisions to to, to use the scalpel on this morning. He's going to give you a clean cut. So before you come down, before you come down, I want to pray for those who may not even know Jesus. I want to pray for those who are hearing about him for the first time and maybe your heart's feeling heavy and you, wanna, you want to, to make things right. While you are standing where you are, I want you to, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. I'm not going to come call you out but I want you to say this prayer with me. And then I want you to look up if that's you before the others come. Dear Jesus, I decided that I need an incision. Thank you for being the Lord and Savior of the world. Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to never be the same. I believe that you are Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Heads are still bowed. Eyes are closed. If that was you, if you said that for the first time, I want you to look up at me. Only for those who said that for the first time. You said it for the first time. Do you believe that? You believe it? God is your Savior today. Amen. Say it for the first time. Did you believe it in your heart? Amen. God's your Savior. You said it for the first time amen 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 church if you say that for the first time I want you to meet me after service we have something for you a little, just a little instruction what it means for your decision church has many that came up but, but let, let's finish business there were some of you that said Lord I need like Marshall like, like I did before I started church I needed an amputation for those of you we haven't forgot as they come thank you Lord thank you Lord Down saying, You know, I'm tired of this, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you. We're gonna walk different, we're gonna walk different from here. We're gonna hold our hand out different to give and receive here because you're amputating some things. We're gonna be courageous enough to say, You know what? I gotta end this friendship. Because it's not healthy. They're too angry. They're too mad. They're too irritating to me. They're not healthy for me. We're going to be different. Lord, we're going to show up. We're going to show up and be loyal to you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for those that are obedient to come and pray. We're just going to linger just a moment. We're going to linger just a moment. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're a holy God. Hear the prayers of our friends prayers of our friends, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're not in a rush. Hear their prayers, Lord.